Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones, and joining me this week, panelists Michael Damiani. How's it going? Brad Ellis. Yo! My nomad creating co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were, th- you were saying maybe. It was either Nomad or Street Kid. You're not going Corpo on me, are you? Oh, uh, okay. I'm it. Corpo with you. I wasn't you. sure what you were talking about. We're Corpo boys. <laughs> not sure what I'm talking about. It's days away, man. A couple weeks. Cyberpunk days. 2077 is what we're referring to. Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must atone for all of the mistakes that we made last week. Daniel Bloodworth, please begin corrections music. Boop. There's a rumor id Software is going to work with 343 on Halo. This is like a rumor. I, somebody was like, I can't believe they didn't talk about it in the comments. And I looked it up, and like four people barely reported on it. Uh, <laughs> one was like a forum post. It was just like some, some yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Uh, some Golden Axe Beast Rider launched on PS3 and Xbox 360 on October 14th and October 17th, respectively, in the year 2008. So people were saying we said that didn't come out in the US, but we reviewed that at Game Trailers. So I don't, I'm not sure we're, if we actually said that, I don't think we did. A cherry blossom viewing picnic is called a hanami in Japan. It's a very popular ritual where whole families sit under a cherry tree during full bloom in the spring. I love it even more. Armor of Heroes doesn't seem to have been developed by Relic Entertainment. According to the Steam page, it was developed by the Eccentric Ape and Sega. Relic's social media and website don't mention Armor of Heroes either. Um, but that was from the list that they posted. Although DMC 5 Special Edition is launching with uh, on this Xbox Series XS, it'll last lack many next-gen features like ray tracing. These will be added next year, but will be included in the PS5 version at launch. So that is a cautionary tale for Ben Moore. I will make sure to message him oh. that, mm-hmm. because that's two days early on that system, but apparently you're also getting some features uh, absent as well. Bright Memory Infinite was shown off during the Xbox event. Bright Memory 1.0 is what's currently out on Steam. The creator has described Bright Memory 1.0 as a demo or precursor, because Bright Memory 1.0 was in that in those 31 games. It'll be on Xbox. The Prince Got of Persia it. video that I mentioned was a target render used to pitch it, meaning it was never actually playable. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because that thing looked incredible for the gen that they were pitching that for. Tourist is apparently already on Xbox Game Pass. Xbox is just saying it's getting an optimized version also in that launch lineup. And Dundee is in Scotland, not Australia, which isn't a correction because I didn't, I didn't say what? it was not in Scotland. <laughs> Nor did I say it was in Australia. I just said Dundee the way it's supposed to be said. So uh, who knows okay. what, you know, kudos <laughs> to this team, best of luck, Rockstar Dundee, getting together and making video games together. Whenever it comes back around, I'll be sure to mention that you are in Scotland in case there's anything confusing, but I'm not saying Dundee any other way than that. And corrections music, please. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> Insinuating. I would like a silver lining. There's a lot of things that are going not perfectly in the world, and I'd like to know things that are happy, things that people can look forward to, things that are a sign that everything is going to be okay. Some stranger would like to remind us that Gabe Newell has the potential solution for dealing with production loss due to the coronavirus. Move developers to New Zealand. <laughs> I've heard a little about this, oh. but I don't know the okay. details. Which Sounds easy. Which is, yeah, they pulled it off. I mean, this is a solution for everybody, a solution for the... Just let's you know, go to New Zealand, and at the end of the year, New Zealand's just going to lift off and fly into mm-hmm. space. Uh, this would be a massive boon for the country and is a great way to get teams to be able to work together in the same office. Also, New Zealand, which is very beautiful. But, um, must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think we're at New Zealand stage with Easy Allies, but we'll see the way 2020 goes. Maybe next year. 
I don't have Huber on hand, but I got you, Brad. Brad, you like those NPDs, don't you, Brad? I sure do. Mm. Damiani, NPDs, you excited? We're going to talk about some specific numbers. All of these are physical sales for video games in the month. That was September, September. 2020. So, uh, Second to last one. Too? They do not have digital, physical only. Oh. Uh, he reconfirmed that, actually, in some, and replied oh, nice. to someone because they were... He mm. being Matt Piscatella, our buddy, uh, the, the the grand lord, as we established the last time we talked about NPDs. Nobody, mm. the buck stops with him, man. Nobody else works at the company. Nobody Just else him. does anything else. It is the all that, Omega, all of course. the time. And <laughs> it's interesting because this is great news. Sales are absolutely incredible right now for video games. But this is kind of like a, you know... Uh, a broken record like this is a repetitive story every year we keep breaking these new uh, records per other years because everybody's buying video games everybody's checking in on digital media across all fronts consumer spending across video game hardware content and accessories reached 4.3 billion in september 2020 10 percent higher than a year ago so people are spending mobile hardware and accessories were among the largest growth segments year-to-date spending totaled 33.7 billion 21 percent higher than the same period in 2019 Boy, is this trend just going to keep on rocking? Are we going to see a dip? We're going to the holiday like season. It. We're breaking <laughs> records, and we haven't even started. Are people buying Christmas presents? I haven't bought any yet. Uh, I think some people are. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just part of this year. Lots of, lots of video games being bought this year. So it'll be curious to see. Yeah, it, it'll be curious to see how people react when, like, things get, you know, quote-unquote normal and, and people are spending money on you know, basketball tickets and, and all of that kind of stuff again. So, um, you got, yeah. You got some basketball games you want to go to, blood? Down? Yeah. What's up? You got some basketball games you want to go to? Uh, not, not really, but, you know, oh. I'm just thinking. <laughs> so it's over. That's the things that just are. Just a very specific call out there. To the... <laughs> that's just, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the. It, it, and just and hardware too. I mean, we can get into specific hardware later, but uh, the Switch, obviously, Damiani, you know, doing incredible. Do you think that I've have seen some people speculate that the Switch is going to sell more, or, or or just perform better in general than either the Xbox Series X or S or either the PlayStation Fives? I mean, yeah, it didn't just miss like it missed setting a record or something like that, like highest something. I don't know, but it's still this whole year has just been really good for Nintendo and Switch hardware. I think I don't think next gen's really gonna impact it. I mean, we're we're two MPD reports away from the first next gen MPD report, which will be kind of kind of fun to see what that's gonna show number wise. I think Nintendo is gonna be fine. I, I mean, they they showed what's coming out for the next few months for their for their lineup. We got Pikmin this month, so we'll see how that does next month with the MPD report. We got Hyrule Warriors that will probably drive some sales, and then. Uh, They'll probably talk about the future at some point. This is this has been like their mo all year. It's like very short term announcements for stuff like that. And but the hardware itself, I don't think it's gonna be that affected by 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 next gen, honestly. And it will be. Uh, it, I, I I don't think they're gonna slow down anytime soon. September 2020 video game hardware spending increased 15 percent again. Just everything else is gravy versus uh, year. To date, at two two hundred seventy seven million growth in sales of Nintendo Switch, offset declines on other console platforms. Picking up the slack, Nintendo Switch was the best selling console during September in both dollars and units. And year to date spending on hardware has increased twenty two percent when compared to a year ago to two point three billion. Twenty two percent. People are happy. What was the mm-hmm. number? What was the number one game for the month of September? Avengers. Oh, right, Buzzkill, man. Do you just? Is it? 
It Avengers, has to be, right? Marvel Avengers yeah. was the best-selling oh, title yeah, of September. Yeah, it has to be. Oh. Nailing it. Nailed it. Uh, launch month dollar sales of Marvel's Avengers were the second highest for any superhero game in U.S. history, trailing only Marvel's Spider-Man. Marvel's Avengers debuted as the number seven best-selling game of the 2020 year-to-date. So 2020 to now, which is most of 2020. We don't have much of it left. Marvel's Avengers did someone did, did very, very well. As someone who played and tolerated for as long as he possibly could Marvel's Avengers, how do you feel about this? Is this just, is it a licensed thing? And it's that, you know, S- Spider-Man kind of paved the way for Avengers? What, what's up with these sales, Brad? I think Batman paves the way for all of this. Batman kind of brought superhero games back. Of course, Spider-Man elevated it too, but yeah. And Avengers is a, a, the biggest superhero IP probably right now, next to maybe Batman. Of course, it's going to sell Baby. It's got the name on it. It's good enough, so people will recommend it. It may not be the best game, but it's good enough for a lot of people. Blood, I'm not sure what metric to gauge the success of Avengers by. Because I saw some people that were like, oh, there's not a lot of people queuing. There's not a lot of people watching it on Twitch. But, like, it just doesn't seem <laughs> kind of like that game. It's like, this is just a silly, arcadey, you know, action game that you just run through and beat up robots. Like, that's why I've been, you know, playing it a bunch. Um, but with no, no one's going to be buying DLC for this. Nobody's buying extra characters because it's just the, the starter price and then you get everything else for free. So how do we know if Avengers is doing well? seems like something they want to support for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they'll know it's doing well because people are, are still in there. I mean, they're going to be, I mean, you say they're not going to be buying things. They're, they're getting people to buy plenty of things. You don't <laughs> have to buy things, I guess. You know, and yeah. I'm always a microtransaction apologist. That's just, you know. But yeah, so I, I think <laughs> the activity and the amount of purchasing and all of that that's ongoing, that's going to be their their metric for success, you know, and obviously when you have that many people that have copies of the game, you know, anything that you can do to get somebody to say, hey, you know, the new patch came out and it's, you know, fixed this and that and, you know, and, and the new character is really great and all of that, then yeah, you get all these people back in. And then those people, some percentage of them is going to be spending more money on, you know, upgrade paths and stuff. So that's my hope. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm digging Avengers. I don't need it. I'm not going to, you know, argue. I'm not going to stand up even for sevens. I don't think I was like, oh, maybe you don't get best sevens. I think on Met- Metacritic, it's like 6.8 or something. It almost made it. But I'm not going to be arguing Avengers for any group streams or anything. I'm just going to be over in the corner playing my Avengers and having an OK time. But I do want it to be successful i want to get as many characters out of this thing as i can i don't want to be having like disney infinity nightmares where i only get two years with this thing and it's over i'm unfamiliar with their roadmap or their idea of this game but i can i cannot see them making this game and wanting to go for like five years i bet they're hoping to get a year or two out of this game then they'll do a sequel that's what i think they'll do sure they ain't going destiny route or anything like that they're they're gonna make another one dude Hmm. especially now Sure. Um, well, I mean, make another one if, if it's the best-selling game of the month and the seventh best-selling game of the year. Uh, Michael Damiani, what was number two? Ooh. Mm. Why would I be calling on Michael Damiani? <laughs> You're asking because no, I wonder if you call on me because you think it's, it's a Nintendo game. I think. Do I think it's a Nintendo game? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I'll no, let you mean... know, and then you ask, Ooh. you tell me if it's a Nintendo game. I, I'm pretty sure... It's a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, I'm blinking right now. One thing I can—I've I, been like got a, a bit falling like sales stuff. I remember something about like 
seeing Ring Fit like shoot up like really high at some point, but I don't think it made sure. it up to number two. I have a guess. Yeah. Go ahead. 3D All-Stars? Hell yeah. Uh, yes. I, and I remember Nintendo. Oh, gosh. I remember them pounding their chest yes. a little bit about this. I knew uh, it. Um, best-selling, uh, second best-selling game of September at the ten number 10 best-selling game of year-to-date 2020. So, again, two, two things jumping into the top 10 just now, and we have November ahead of us, you know. Can't deny Mario. Um, so, Oof. pretty big year, all things considered. Um, things look kind of bleak uh, a little bit at the beginning of the year in terms of like how all this stuff would pan out but uh, people are people are hungry super mario 3d all-stars generated the second highest launch month physical dollar sales of any 2020 release trailing only animal crossing new horizons switch doing very well wow, wow. uh super mario 3d all-stars launch month launch month physical dollar sales rank is the sixth biggest for a nintendo published title in u.s history Whoa. what Whoa. Wow! Holy shit! 2020 is insane. Uh, <laughs> just wow! Yeah, uh, for like a, video game. a, a yeah. shoddy kind of to decent port. Or are these like just nuts. are these just the easiest purchasing decisions ever? Because people are like, I'm I'm doing this for myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I bought that because I want to play them, and it's like, oh, they're only available for a little bit of time, it's, so I had to buy it immediately. Well, there's that too. I mean, that's a whole nother. It, it shows Nintendo knows how to make. Uh, consumers hunger for nostalgia when they when they package it the correct way uh i think they learned their lessons from nes and super nintendo classic and they took those lessons and i think that's why we're getting the approach they're doing now starting with super mario 3d all-stars where virtual consoles like that's too much too too broad of a catalog it becomes dull and boring it's not exciting for enough people when we do it this way look how much sales like i bet I'd be interested to see if, like, Super Mario 3D All-Stars revenue it generates in its lifetime blows away all of, like, virtual consoles, like, lifetime revenue or something like that. And there's, like, that's, there's your answer. We'll never tell you that, but here's the answer. Like, mm. when, we, when we make something seem like it's, uh, when we drive up supply, uh, demand for this <laughs> by, you know, threatening a limited supply, this is what happens. True. Just give me Zelda, cowards. We're messing around. <laughs> we're gonna go, yeah, we're going to go through this again next year. There'll be a limited availability Zelda thing. Mm-hmm. Probably same thing again. More than three, please. So are, are you are you sad, Damiani, that this was set up the way I it was? I just don't I mean, like this, them getting this rewarded. This was the, like the lowest effort thing I've seen them doing in a long time. And it getting, <laughs> I mean, the reviews for it, it like it was an 80 Metacritic. And those are like three of the best games ever made. And the common criticism was that this is low effort. And I don't think they should uh, be let off the hook for that, especially when I'm seeing fan communities put together that Unreal Engine uh, ground up Mario PC port that's no longer, that uses no source code or anything, so Nintendo can't touch it yet. Uh, and it looks fantastic. And they're doing all this creative stuff with it. And there's like that, that special Nintendo spark about let's, we could do something that like elevate this, make this even better than you remember. Just put like these the quality of life. Even the Fire Emblem. I know we haven't gotten this. Jumping ahead to like a headline here, but the Fire Emblem sure. uh, announcement for December. The going through that that video, they showed rewind features, bookmarks, adding all this extra functionality right. to the game. We got a soundtrack. We got a stu- we got a, a, a <laughs> like a soundtrack for the Mario games. And and that's really it. And some some small reworks here. And oh, a few of the textures, like the Boo poster, was up res, but some of the other textures weren't. It's uh, that didn't make me very happy. I don't like. I'm, s- uh, yeah. I'm still mad about No Galaxy Two. Yeah, I'm No Galaxy Two. We even that, get, right. that's like probably the biggest thing sure. is they right, just didn't but, even include that. 
I mean, what if you, who is this person? What you know at Nintendo that they go to and they're like, "Do we need this?" And the person's like, "You don't need it." You know, they're like, "Are you sure Galaxy Two? We don't need it." And it's like, "You won't need it." <laughs> you know, and like look at these sales numbers. I told you, I told you you didn't need it. Yeah, but the you know this one guy R and D is working on this really cool rewind feature, this really cool thing that lets you remix levels and say, so, like, "You don't need it." Yeah. you're wasting your time. You know, like because I don't know. I, I yeah, when you see something like this happen, it's like no, not the kind of influence you want in terms of uh, budgeting decisions um but they just that's that's nintendo business, style baby well, that's nintendo though i think more than anything nintendo business when you get frustrated by these things all the time because the you know the the feedback i've been seeing for mario home, uh, kart home circuit has been not, not, nothing but smiles everyone's driving around freaking out their cats it's just like <laughs> yeah. we're angry we're angry at nintendo for one thing and then you know they're totally justified for making some other weird decision um, and also on social media, I'm seeing people replaying those games and, and loving them a lot. Madden that's, NFL 21. Sorry, uh, I was that's a good point. Oh, but no, but yeah. it's the nostalgia. It's just, there's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing it's, you can do. These are untouchable. Yeah. The, the best thing about it is from people who never had a chance to play these, it, this is the best thing I could say about it is that it makes it more easily available to people because mm-hmm. not everyone had a chance to experience these when they came out or in any time in the past. So that's, that's a very positive thing. Uh, effortlessly transitioning into Madden NFL 21 at number three, which only dropped from number one, which again, it's another 2020 story that a lot of, you know, I I hear this from Michael Huber, who was on the podcast previously, that a lot of people are very frustrated at the current release of Madden, but bought the hell out of it anyway. Broke all sorts of records. Yeah. Um, I just want to play. Another happy story that is a bit of an echo from conversations we've had in the past on the podcast, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the fourth best-selling game of September. Very nice. Figuring um, that would be up there. The release Birdman. achieved the highest launch month dollar sales of any title in Tony Hawk franchise history, surpassing Ooh. Tony Hawk's Underground 2, which originally launched in October of 2004. Mm-hmm. I like all these October comparisons. It's fun to think of 16 years ago, breaking those sales. Uh, number five is something that we're going to talk about later in this podcast. Any idea? Number five. Number five. Oh, is it NBA like a ba- some, Yeah, basketball. Ooh. The basketball number, the biggest basketball fan on the podcast, Daniel Bloodworth, nailing it with NBA 2K21. Maybe we can jump ahead. Do you hear yeah, about those tickets? Um, ads in the new game? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I didn't know. Story, no. I didn't know. Thing. Get back. ready. Are you gonna get into cow. it? Um, I mean, no, not not specifically as a headline, just because it's uh, okay. This is funny. They brought him. Back. I mean, yeah. It's speaking I, of that. It's yeah. cruel to say it's funny because I think it's hilarious not having played that. Not necessarily hilarious that people who want to enjoy a quality video game are being interrupted by advertising. That is slightly funny in its own Inter- way. Interrupt, like how are they placed? But hilarious that it, there's unskippable. I think when you load into the game, it's just like, oh yeah, here, watch an ad. Or, when you, or, or in between modes and stuff. It's not going like, to stop the game. It's not going to work on next gen. Um, we'll see. You can't put no ad on no loading screen. because You can't put no gone. ad on no loading screen. Oh, but they now they have like the, the ad menu, screens. Though. The ad <laughs> screens now. Don't get this more creative. This is a forced ad screen that you cannot skip. Get ready for those. Oh shit! But uh, speaking speaking to that, just so people know, if 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 you're seeing like a bunch of like if you see like a crazy amount of ads on our videos, just leave a comment. <laughs> YouTube's been sneaking in that mid-roll checkbox, Ooh, and so there's been yeah. like some videos that like I was like, I got 18 ads on this video, and like, well, you shouldn't have. Let sneaky. me uncheck that dumb box. Sneaky YouTube, sneaky yeah, mid-roll sneaky alert. YouTube. Even though I try to keep on top of it, they still sneak it in there. Number six, previously number three, another heavy hitter 
If you got NBA Call 2K, Diddy? yeah. If you got NBA 2K, you can get that one. Call Diddy. Uh, what's number seven? What's number uh, seven? Hmm. Mario Kart. I got, I got nope. I got Animal another, Crossing. Nope. I got a note from uh, from Piscatello here because this is another feel good story. It's kind of like Tony Hawk. It's another like oh. a, a win 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 for the oh, series. Crash Bandicoot. Mm. No, that's too story not there. Reviewed yet. really well, <laughs> exceptionally well. Reviewed just ding 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 across the board. So we we didn't review it because it would take a ridiculous amount of time to review this game. An insane amount of time. This is something somebody takes off like a weekend to finish this crazy thing. Oh. Uh, mm. Only on PC, I, I believe. Crusader Kings 3? Crusader Kings 3, number uh, 7. Oh, shit. Right on the MPD. The wow. seventh best-selling game of September with just one month of sales. Crusader Kings 3 ranks as the best-selling release in franchise history. Whenever wow. I say the word history... Nice. When we talk about NPDs, it's always so... History-setting yeah, history episode, nice. In history. It was always... It's like when we do retrospectives, but you can't say in history too many times. you got to reword it because it's like when you when you hit that, a Ken Burns style, it's got to... Mm. <laughs> uh, the title also experienced the highest launch month dollar sales of any title published by Paradox Interactive. Ooh. Nice. So they're having a good time. Good for them. Yeah, um, yeah and that makes me think of something else. There's clearly like a cutoff between people that had their stuff together that they knew they were going to launch in 2020 that are just blowing up beyond their wildest imagination. Things like Among Us, which I just learned like today has been out for like two years. Yeah. It was in early access yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Apologies to people. I got a couple corrections just that way where they were like, you're talking about Among Us like it's a new thing and it's just, it just because of this crazy year. And then there's people just past wherever that line was drawn that they were like, we're not ready. <laughs> you know, all these things are getting delayed. They're like, we just, we just barely made it. And so these little just gold nuggets pop up of games that just, I think, are getting recognition and attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anything else jumps to mind. Um, ironing out the, the top ten. Uh, you said it before, Brad. It was previously at number five. At number eight. I forgot. What did I say? It's a biggie. Mario Kart? Oh, Animal good. Crossing? Oh, yeah, baby. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Still. Still those physical crushing copies. it. Um, new to the list, jumping in at number nine. Uh, you reviewed this one, Brad. I reviewed this. Ghost yeah, of Tsushima recently. More recently than that, your, I believe it was last, your Shit, last review. What was? It? I don't even know what it was. Blend yes. <laughs> all my reviews blend I together. Now. I know. Uh, Get them caught in the <laughs> caught in the nexus. Brad's like, what day is it? <laughs> yeah. Blood and blood and, oh, blood and Brad it? don't know. We're screwed. <laughs> what did I review last? I don't remember what the last review I did was. What's happening? I'll give you a hint. It was in VR. Oh, oh Star Wars. Yeah. Not the oh, first Star Wars game in VR. Okay. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It charted. Okay. Number nine. Cool. Um, yeah, is that cool? Is that a game you want to do well? Because it's, you know. Should... I think it's a really good first effort for that game. I think it's a good time, especially in VR. Should we reward Electronic Arts? I've been on, you know, I've I, I mentioned this on previous podcasts just recently. It's like I'm starting to have warm it's feelings about priced. EA. I don't know what to do. It's smaller game, but it's reasonably priced. My goodness. It's, it's funny, though, because they tried to be like, they tried to play the good guy card. Yeah. They tried to be like, hey, you know what, guys? We're not going to have a season pass. We're not going to have, you know, all this, like, additional content and everything. And then people get the game. It's like, hey, can we get more? It's like, no. Yeah. We, we, the, we, we told you. We're like, not going to do that. We're not going to do like, that oh, this okay. time. Number 10. GTA? An MPD. Oh, I mean, it's an MPD classic, just like GTA. GTA's not on here. It's Call of Duty by now. No, we already did Call of Duty, didn't we? Duty. It's an MPD darling. Mario Kart? Oh, there it is. You know, it didn't get in the top 10, just barely. Smash? At number 11. Something that I thought was going to launch a lot bigger than this. A franchise 
that has recently reachieved popularity. A mascot back Crash? seeming to travel through time. Crash Bandicoot coming in 11. Which did that just was, come out? That was right on the edge. Too, yeah, though. didn't that it just was come like out? That was the 2nd of October, yeah. Um, according oh, yeah. to was the this cutoff for the NPDs, NPDs uh, September 2020. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the specific cutoff right now. Mm. I do not have that date. Be a great thing. Yeah, for so well, that guy and, and Star Wars it, are slipping in. Yeah, Crash only came out on two platforms though. Then there's oh, there was like a leak true. that said it's coming to next gen and PC later, and potentially yeah. Switch later. Well, remember was it was it the collection that like came to Switch like a year later? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it still okay. charted, I think, or it did very well. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they just they prefer to just keep it with the original team rather than like hand it off to somebody. Wait for that Switch Pro, right, Damiani? <laughs> they're waiting for the, the no load time Switch Pro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see. 4K. I'll never stop believing. 4K Switch. Man, that'll be a wild ride. That's true. Gotta happen sometime. At some point, yeah. yeah. I just didn't. Think this would be the fastest that they uh, would try and get it to parity, at least with resolution, to. It's competitors. It usually seems to lag behind mm. by at least a generation since the since the end of the uh, since they moved oh, on from GameCube. Oh, it's still gonna lag behind. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like visual fidelity, but like image quality. But mm-hmm. I mean, Wii was 40p max, where everyone else was doing 1080 yeah. up to 1080, and then we finally got to 1080. But not a lot of games were running at like 1080 60, or you know, other systems were trying to like push that. I mean, that was not. That was still within the same gen, I guess. So like it was late to catch up, period. And then switch now, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it ain't doing 4K. So maybe maybe on emulator, but yeah, they not, wished uh, it. not uh, not not natively. Let I me mean, see how many you know uh, how much you know sales the Fire Emblem games gonna get, and all these you know Mario 35 and stuff that's like doesn't necessarily need to. I don't know Mario in 4K would be hype, but doesn't necessarily need it uh, a lot of nintendo from uh, uh 12 through 20 and a lot of games that are getting lots of dlc lots of fun updates so it's nice to see stuff that isn't specifically new but like ghost of tsushima number 12 mm. um is definitely something that people are drawn to smash brothers ultimate um uh breath of the wild which you know is not Ooh. is no stranger to the mpds but has been around recently you know dropped from uh 11 yeah. to 17 because um Hello, I mean that's another thing. Stadia demo, Immortals, just boom. If you're on Stadia, you can play yeah. Immortals now. But just uh, lots of people, lots of people copying the format, um, and so I imagine people are going to want to check out the OG. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, another thing that um, mm-hmm. people oh, are yeah. Yeah. checking out Rambo right still now. Still crushing it. But uh, the other Nintendo classics, Ring Fit Adventure, dropping from number six to thirteen. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Super Mario Party. Uh, UFC going from two to fifteen, so that was definitely a, a flash there. But yeah, uh, drop off. UFC was, um, I mean, it was surprising to have UFC at the top there. Um, and then the top ten best selling games twenty twenty year to date, um, pretty similar lists. Just Call of Duty, Animal Crossing, Last of Us, Madden, typical stuff, topping everything. Any final thoughts before we move? Where's Five Seven remake in there, Jones? Where is I mean, it? It's obviously it's not in there. That, it's not in that year. Shit. Today? Only came in on one platform. So did Last of oh, Us, Damiani. Uh, it currently number six for year to date. Yeah. And the last t- 12 months, it is not on the list. Oh, it gets knocked okay. off there. But year to date, it is on the list number six. All right. It used cool. to be number four. I'll take it. It'll yeah, get a Marvel's, resurgence. Marvel's Avengers sneaking in. True. 
Brad, before these two games came out, <laughs> you told me mm-hmm. by the end of, you know, by September 2020 that Marvels would be nipping at the heels of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I, Scout's on I've been playing Marvel's Avengers nearly every day. I'm I'm in a rental house. I'm in a move right now. I'm still mm-hmm. making time at least 30, 20 to 30 minutes for Avengers every day. <laughs> I'm diligent. I do my dailies. doesn't happen yes. often. I'm MMO trained. Weaned on yeah. Final Fantasy XI or World of Warcraft. And I can't believe it's that <laughs> for somebody that plays it every day. Uh, like, huge yeah. IP, man. Got Iron and Man it's to got multiplayer. So we'll see. Very curious to see the success. Very curious to see the attention to Marvel going into next gen. Um, but there we go. NPDs. Matt Piscatella. Thank you. Twitch is purging by deleting thousands of streamers' videos due to DMCA insane DMC uh, takedowns the Digital Millennium Copyright Act which is what is driving it uh, and the heat coming from the Recording Industry Association of America the RIAA brought this up back in June sent out a bunch of strikes strike is definitely not something that you want on your channel so a lot of streamers were freaking out about it they have now come in and are just deleting a bunch of videos Daniel Bloodworth posted I believe in Slack that we have not gotten an email how do you feel about that blood do you feel good about not getting this email do you feel bad about not getting this email we, uh, we I not, feel good not about not enough to get it, email. or are we playing by the rules? And what does this mean for, for yeah. us at least, for Easy Allies? Um, I feel good about not getting the email because I have tried to be careful with that kind of thing. At the same time, it doesn't make me feel good about this situation whatsoever. Uh, I, you know, have to deal with the copyright stuff on YouTube a lot, and I, I know darn well that you know there are probably a dozen different record companies at least that think they own the rights to the tetris song they do not um this stuff is you know messy and hard to track and it's a huge problem and the solution being we'll just delete all your stuff without warning you is ridiculous you know especially because we've seen over the years that twitch has the ability to at least mute portions so if if a video is six hours long and it has you know I'll, I'll use an example of like what we had you know like somebody playing like a song off the radio over voice chat that you don't even have any control over for 40 seconds now your six hour video is gone because you had no idea and twitch is out here saying stuff like you know you know you you should go and and look through all of your vods to make sure that you don't have any offending music. And I'm just like, are you are you kidding me? You want us to look through like 3,000 hours of footage to try to find this stuff when you have a robot that can pinpoint it right now. Right now you could tell people where this stuff is and at least give them six months or something, you know, or three months to do something about it. But, you know, it's, it's the whole video. All those videos are just, they're just gone. And it's, and it's so dumb to me because the entire existence of Twitch is based on broadcasting other people's copyrighted work. Like, that's what Twitch is. <laughs> you know, there's it wasn't f- anything before that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just chatting, yes, it's a very popular category, but Twitch would not be what it is if people were just chatting. <laughs> so, so f- expecting people to understand the difference between what's okay and what's not okay is insane because yeah, uh, what everyone got on my case for making you guys turn off the music in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, right? Like that's 
in the game, people expect to be able to just play the game the way it is without all, you know, jumping through these hoops. And even a lot of games that have, I, I, I ran into this issue with Forza where they have an option to turn off licensed music, but then they have this, you know, quote unquote safe music that plays in the game, but then, oh, look, that got copyright flagged. Like, so you can't, as a user, have any clue what's okay and what's not okay. Konami strikes Castlevania soundtracks. You know, it's just, it's all over the place. How does this make you feel, Damiani? I mean, yeah, I, I'm with Bloodworth on this, honestly. I, I think the problem, I think Twitch isn't really handling this in the best way. Obviously, don't know about their inner workings, what's going on, but this kind of feels that they just had a huge two things the, the the pressure is mounting from the lawyers and the the, the legal pressures is mounting that they need to do more um to 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 enforce copyright and they've been it seems like they keep put, like passing the buck like oh we'll do it oh, we're put, like kicking the can down the road like we'll do it we'll do it here we'll do it here and they, they've come in waves and each time they're just like oh these were they, they even say like it's kind of like a backlog we had all the thousands of these things that we just haven't dealt with which reeks of the whole we're just mass deleting everything because it's too much effort for us to go through i, I obviously they as you said but they have the tools to uh, to inform us so telling us to go do it the users is kind of like that's dumb but at the same time, I think the reason they that they don't even care about using the tools is because what if we try and dispute it or something or there's any recourse? They don't want to go through that. They're like, it, the time's up. Like, we've run out of time. Uh, one of the interviews they said said that, like, uh, after October 23rd, the uh, they're not even going to give you the courtesy of just deleting things. They, they phrase this as a <laughs> gift to users. They're like, right. oh, as, as a generous gift to prevent you from getting a copyright strike, we have just went ahead and deleted your videos because it was either that or giving you a strike, which might have just, like, if you get too many of those, your channel goes bye-bye and you don't get to make any more money. And it's just this, the the mentality and the thinking, as Blood put it, put it very well spoken, is just they, they aren't doing a very good job of communicating and figuring out what they need to, A, communicate to users and how they can maybe be better working with some of these license holders to iron this stuff out in advance instead of letting it nip them in the butt like they already have a template youtube went through this shit and before this the recording industry of america when it, like when we went through this in like the early 2000s with every streaming service it's there is a like a, a blueprint to try and go off of like you should be like to say twitch was unaware that this was going to happen like they absolutely were and to have it happen so suddenly like this again multiple times that this happened it's just not a it's not a good look for them and it is frustrating because uh, it should not really be on the users. I, it, you are, yeah, you're playing another person's game that a studio made, and they spent a lot of time on it. But for the most part, a few exceptions, I would say, most games that are streamed on there are the equivalent of free advertising. It is, it is something that is more helpful and beneficial than detrimental and negative, I would argue. Uh, very few games, I think, which are extremely story-heavy and have very little gameplay elements that might be the the exception there where it's like okay there's nothing else to even play in the game you just give it away but for broad broad like the most popular games on twitch that's not the case they're like multiplayer games they're online games games as a service though they're, they're they're like money making they're, they're, the whole system is promote 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 buy your stuff like you know it's free to play so go into and spend it like it's part of the system and the fact that twitch is not preemptively working to facilitate that and constantly putting it on users and saying that's ah, the user's fault you guys need to know better it's like well how do we know better like what was 
like give us the tools oh they're you know you should know like here's some safe music as blood said in a year that's safe music oh that's not safe anymore you need to go through like that's not a good way to do business so yeah i i think they need to get their act together a little bit on this because too many more times of this this caused there was an exodus not for this exact reason but like people will do an exodus from a social media service to another one if there is a competitor if it's seen as more viable and I think right. Twitch Twitch is not in danger of that yet, but like they have to be careful about having too many missteps. Man, yeah, it's just like the thing that that gets me too. Like you're talking about, like it being good advertising. Like it's it's funny because I've sort of just personally like the the soundtrack libraries that you can use. You know, like the epidemic music that we have a subscription to. Those are songs I wouldn't know, except now I do because right. we we played those songs on stream. I've heard those songs now. It's like all of a sudden, like people are exposed to this music that they wouldn't have otherwise because it was sold to the you know the soundtrack service. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like there have got to be like on everyone on every person's level, like every side of this coin, there have got to be better solutions because. You know, you, you look at, you know, radio and like, granted, I don't know how radio licensing works. I don't know what it is about radio that you're just seemingly safe to play whatever the heck you want. You know, I'm sure you pay a good amount of money for that per year. But, you know, something like that, Twitch is a big enough company, you know, <laughs> to to do something, you know, to work something out along those lines and say, hey, you know, this is this is how we're, we're going to work this out in your ID system now instead of being a tool that blocks and mutes and deletes things, instead says, okay, well, we've made this much money off of users using these songs. Here's your cut, music industry, there it goes. You know, like, there's, Twitch is still gonna make a lot of money, obviously, radio stations are making money. So, like, however it works on, on radio's end, it, there's got to be a business model that can work as well. And then with publishers, the same kind of thing. It's like, okay, we're licensing these tracks. We've got, you know, again, and, and like some of these tracks, it's like, this is safe. And you check this box and we turn off all the stuff that's not safe. And it's like, well, then extending the licensing so that streaming and broadcasting is okay on your track list, you know, yeah, that's going to cost more money, but then it's, it's going to make you understand and, and there, there could even be smart things like this won't apply to professional streamers but it's like stuff from say uh using a ps4 share button you know automatically flip that switch you know if you're streaming from a ps4 turn off those tracks in the game so that it's not going to be an issue so that's what i'm just saying it's like there's all kinds of different levels of solutions that don't just involve like delete it don't tell right. anyone, just delete it. It's yeah, it's that nuance that is largely absent from like these gigantic mega companies, these big media companies. And they like you were saying, Damiani, just going back to, you know, some of the scary uh periods that we've gone through with YouTube with them trying to process like, you know, what are what are these rights issues and what videos do they specifically exist in and how can we label that stuff and notify users of it? And <laughs> Brad, that's always something that's really cracked me up about YouTube. And, and just general, like, companies that have to deal with, like, the size of their libraries. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this is naive of me, but it also, I, I just, you know, it's like the world's smallest violin. It's like, we have too many videos. Like, oh, do yeah. YouTube, you have too many videos? You know, like, there's so many streamers. Like, 
boo-hoo. Like, why? Yeah. I mean, this is obviously a product of your growth. This is exactly what you wanted. Like, from where I'm standing, you're, you were completely responsible for managing all of this stuff. And totally. it's like, do you, yeah, do you think, do you have a shred of sympathy for these big no. companies trying to manage all this media? Mm-hmm. Neither do no, I. No, I don't. <laughs> Hire some people. You have tons of money. Just figure it out, man. Are you owned by Amazon? You do. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, right. You do have to hire some Figure people. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it does, as we were saying earlier, uh, just for, for, context, for context, officially, the email reads, we are writing to inform you that your channel was subject to one or more of these DMC takedown notifications and that the content identified has been deleted. We recognize that by deleting this content, we are not giving you the option to file a counter notification or seek a retraction from the rights holder. In consideration of this, we have processed these notifications and are issuing you a one-time warning to give you the chance to learn about copyright law. Give you the chance to learn oh my gosh. about copyright law. Go it for it. No amount of learning about copyright law will yeah. help this. Is that, that shots is fired? so backward. It's is that so shots backwards. fired? Go you know read a how book. M- <laughs> how much lawyers get paid to do what they do regarding car- copyright law and how you're expecting the average person who operates on both YouTube and Twitch to be go familiarize yourself with this and become like basically an expert. You should know in every situation when this. Obviously, knowing like the the basics, like don't upload a whole TV show that you don't own or don't upload a whole song. Like that's obviously that stuff's very black and white. But when you're playing a game with songs that, that are already baked into it because it's part of what you paid for, like we talked about Grand Theft Auto, and it gets a little bit like murky there. Like, why am I getting in trouble for this? I'm just I bought this game. I'm playing it. I'm streaming. You told me I can stream this game. Where did it say I can't stream specifically GTA 3's music? Where does it say that on your page? And it just like to tell people like go educate yourselves and like trying to pass that's, again. I'm trying to pass the buck like that. That's not that, that's right. And even like those like the stupid like copyright school. Remember YouTube when you got to flag it to go like do that stupid quiz yeah. or whatever. It's like that's <laughs> it's like driving it's, school. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like an insult. It's like, come on. So ridiculous. This is your, like, they, they just don't want to deal with it. I think it comes down to it's liability. I of think course. the moment they start take, they have, like acknowledging this and doing stuff, they then become the legal you know, target. that They paint the target on them, Twitch. So it's again, it's Twitch passing the buck to you. It's like, oh, like, it wasn't us, it was the users. And like this has always been like the back and forth. It, are, are sites responsible for users' content? <laughs> it's in a lot broader topics, you know, more than just like, you know, videos and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a hot topic for the like past few years. You know, who who takes the blame? Who needs to enforce this stuff? And again, like companies, it just again, companies are not your they're not your friends. They're there to make business. No matter how like on a social media platform, they're just they want activity and they want they play loose with the rules because it's for them it's better. And but when things get like you know get in trouble, they're like, mm, it was mm. the, it was the users like we didn't know that was going on. So spare us, don't sue us. You know we'll 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 take it out on them and then we'll, we'll do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's like, and the other thing, you know, going back, you know, like what what they said was that line there. Like we know you didn't we didn't give you a chance to dispute this, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like. Again, going back to the Tetris example, how many times because Kyle streamed Tetris that people will file a claim on Tetris, and and it, and it just shows like the the stupidity of it all because basically somebody in 1991 sampled a Game Boy. They took the music from Nintendo Game Boy song and played it in their song, released a record. 
And now this record company thinks, due to the algorithm identifying it, that they own the song that plays in Tetris. <laughs> and if you dispute it, a lot of the times, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll wave it away. But if you say, we just deleted everything that had Tetris in it, like, no. <laughs> yeah, that... that. <sighs> and I've seen people that wrote songs. I've seen composers say that they have been flagged for their own music <laughs> because some Jeez. other jerk, yes. you know, managed to, to claim a copyright in some other country somewhere or something. You know, what? it's just... Yeah, what was the trailer one back in, like, was it easy, in beginning Easy Allies or Game Trailers where, like, a Sony... And, uh, and like a company, they were uploading a trailer and one flagged the other company for it because <laughs> of this YouTube algorithm. It was like, we we're premiering a trailer and like Sony like got flagged by the publisher or vice versa and it deleted the video or something. It was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like the pinnacle of this is so absurd. Yeah. But Link's the one not thing working I, in official announcements is always yeah, funny. I do want to say the last <laughs> crappy thing about this is the known Blover's point about not being able to challenge us, not giving any advance notice to do something about this, losing, if that was your only place, if you weren't like us where we upload a lot of our stuff to like a YouTube archive channel, if VODs on Twitch were where your content lived after the live stream and it's just been mass deleted, how much, how many hours of content's now gone? Like how many, how many things oh, yeah. did you lose from that? And it, it's like, you have no way to recover that. And that's gonna be like the worst feeling. And that, that, that absolutely sucks. Because I, when, yeah, when people talk about digital as opposed to having all this stuff backed up, I always generally favor digital just because I love ease of use of anything. But yeah, the, the, people always say, they're like, yeah, but what if, you know, Google went away? What if you lost all those documents, all that stuff? And like, here's a real example of it, mm -hmm. especially if this is your primary career. So sadly, I don't, I don't think that is the last of it, Damiani. I think we will probably be continuing this conversation at some point in the future. And now. A word from our sponsor. I listen to music while I walk the Sophie. I'm in a strange new neighborhood, learning the appropriate time to walk at night. It's interesting. You go out at 9 p.m. versus 10 p.m. <laughs> it's uh, different people walking around there. Different vibe. Uh, but I like to keep the vibe spooky in the right way. Uh, walking a dog at night. I've been listening to lots of spooky soundtracks. I've been listening to lots of Danny Elfman. Uh, lots of uh, Drag Me to Hell is a fun soundtrack. Obviously, Frankenstein, Sleepy Hollow, Dracula, uh, the Francis Ford Coppola. Um, and you know what the best way to listen is? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially when you can get them with less than half the price of the other guys. Got the leash, got the poop bag, I need my hands free. Uh, and these things are extremely comfortable, which is why I recommend wireless earbuds from Raycon. Never leaves my side. I'm moving right now. And I was packing everything up and I was like, boop. That's definitely the easy pick going dry. At least I think it was even in my backpack. Didn't even have to put take it out of my backpack. Uh, Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, a more compact design, and a noise isolating fit. Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet, no dangling wires or stems. Look how compact that is. The, com the company was founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg are obsessed with their products. You might have, you might have seen Daniel Bloodworth and Snoop Dogg working together before. Give them a try. Raycon has a 45-day return-free policy so you can make sure they're the pair of wireless earbuds for you. Daniel Bloodworth does not like when I bring that up, by the way. Just uh, for, for people at home. They'll want the lore. <laughs> it's fine. They it's like fine. that. So I try to 
Try to at least do it differently every time. For a limited time, get 50% off your order at buyraycon.com slash allies. That's buyraycon.com slash allies for a special 15% discount on Raycon's wireless earbuds. Make sure to check it out now while the deal's running. Buyraycon.com slash allies. Raycon's been with the Easy Allies podcast for a while now. And uh, this has been, there's only, you know, lots of different things that they report uh, when we work with different sponsors. But this was like one of our earliest. They sent these. I've been using them the entire time. One of the easiest sponsors. Uh, again, go to buyraycon.com slash allies to get 15% off of your order. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. This in and of itself might not be a major headline. You might accuse me, Brandon Jones, moderator of this podcast, for like shilling for Ubisoft here and being like, this is an ad. What is this? This is not some announcement. It is a headline on the Easy Allies podcast. You play in Ubisoft Club to be refreshed and expanded as Ubisoft Connect. Oh boy. Uh, this is something relevant to me because this is kicking off with Watch Dogs Legion at the end of the month, end of the month which I'm looking forward to. Ubisoft Connect will be the new universal home for all Ubisoft in-game services, activities, and communities on all platforms. Everything you use, you play, and Ubisoft Club for in the past will be refreshed, expanded, and merged into Ubisoft Connect starting October 29th, which coincides with the launch of Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, the actual relevant cool news is that it brings cross-play and cross-progression for select games. Oh, okay. Oh, that's um, cool. Which is neat, and, you know, these are games potentially that... Uh, um, if you saw the Stadia reveal, you might want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey on multiple consoles on one desk, but you also might want to, you know, be, you know, potentially connecting consoles and such moving into the next generation. Um, so that is kind of cool. But I bring this up because this is a slow news week, first of all, and this is a weird trend lately of all these companies being like, you know what, that thing that we did before, never mind. That's called this now. Um, it seems like a weird shift. It seems like something... This is a trend people are doing, EA retiring Origin, calling their desktop client, which is the EA desktop client now. Uh, Microsoft changed the Game Pass logo, and we thought they'd change the name of Game Pass. We thought we took Xbox out of it. Nintendo's made a bunch of crazy changes with the Switch, um, just as far as software that we were waiting for it to come back that has not. Is next-gen a good time to do this? Um, is this being done for next-gen on, on behalf of, of Ubisoft? Oh, I mean, when you bring up that last point, I think so. When you talk about yeah, cross-play, cross-progression, all that kind of thing. That's the that's infrastructure that they need to have uh, in place, you know. And yeah, stuff like Fortnite got that kicked off. But I think it's something that you're seeing more and more people trying to take advantage of um, Dead by Daylight. You know, like they're not 100% there yet, but they're they're working on it. And so, yeah, I can see them saying hey we need to be able to do this with our titles we need to stadia is, i think is a perfect example it's like if you're playing you know on console but then you want to you know go on vacation and all you're going to bring is your laptop well then you can keep playing your game on stadia you know and you'll have your save file and your progress and everything else and if, you know in a stadia's example like you know you're you're buying a second copy of the game to do that you know so that really benefits them for sure uh, but yeah, I, I think the necessity for that probably, you know, didn't fit in with their old systems. And so it's like, okay, we have to build a way to do this and then let's bring in all the other things that we are already doing into it, which, yeah, a lot of the, you play points and rewards. I, I, I don't pay a lot of attention to It's like, I boot up the game is like, oh, I have points. I'll, I'll get that sword and that skin. And yeah. That's what I use for that's pretty about much. It. 
Do you, is that something that you do regularly when we boot up games that you're if you're going to play something for work, Brad, and it's like, hey, do you want to connect blah, blah, blah to blah, blah, blah? Or are you like, well, I'm sure I'll get some. Not really. No, not usually. I don't usually do that unless I get some reward out of it. Well, pre-release, a lot of that stuff isn't turned on yet. So you right. miss out on it then. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of a lot of games besides Ubisoft games where that happens to me, Jones. Well, I mean, it has been, speaking of trends, I mean, it has been something we, you know, two gens ago, we weren't dealing with this, where these companies each had their own weird club mm -hmm. and, and thing. even like Rockstar, which I love, is like, Rockstar Social Club, it's like, you guys don't have a lot of games, I don't know, <laughs> there's not, right. you know, there's only so many franchises, yeah. uh, it's like the key, every time they have like a newsletter, it's like, <laughs> Max Payne again, you know, this is like the same series, uh, as much as I love a lot of that stuff, <laughs> so I imagine, Brad, like, we're not excited to begin with having to sign up for these damn services, like, if you're Ubisoft, nope. like, how do you package this to be like, guess what, consumers, you're changing all know. that they're stuff, all, and moving they were all trying around. to do their own thing at a point, like, their own stores and everything, and these were tied in all that, and they're just kind of slowly moving away from that it seems like well just changing it and that's the other thing is that was like my grump take after infinity got canceled was like well why am i going to be excited for anything you do it's like every time this changes like you you know you've dealt with this damiani's a nintendo fan over the years it's just like nope that thing's canceled now it's this weird new shape um is that is that something you wish happened less or is that again just the nature of you know console cycles and software cycles and uh, the business in general. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'm not, I never, I never necessarily like happy when it happens, but I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know if I had anything maybe go down as much, uh, like the, the, to the extent of Disney infinity, like with like Nintendo, cause man, like even someone who wasn't really into Disney Infinity observing you going through like Disney Infinity. Well, I mean like Nintendo yeah. Power, like Well, I mean like well, then, I mean, so the the thing is with the, 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 I think the biggest thing maybe for Nintendo like, it happened so long. For me, Nintendo's things were they were one of the first to go through all this and then ditch a lot of this and move on and like become something else. You know what? Maybe Maybe the My Nintendo to Club Nintendo stuff more recently for Nintendo was probably it because before that point, I used to like the rewards they had. So yeah, here's a good thing. So right, right at the end of the Wii DS generation and starting with Wii U 3DS, they kept up those points where you registered a game, you took a survey, you got points, and they had a catalog. And every so often they put like a really rare thing in there, like a... Uh, that Mario statue with Bowser that Huber used to like freaking love on my desk back at the, the Defy offices and back at uh, at Viacom. And then they did like a Luigi's Mansion one. They've done like cool things like that. Then they went and did like, uh, they had the system they have now. You can use, like they have so many different tiers now. Like gold coins can be used for like discounts, but only on certain things. And then, but they can only be, and sometimes they can only be used to redeem stuff on older systems. They don't work on Switch. And you got like the platinum coins, which can be used as in game currency for some of their mobile games. It's like, <laughs> it just went a little overboard. And I'm still yeah. sitting back, like, where are the physical prizes? And like, they, they, the physical rewards. And they still have some of those, but they have fewer of them. And they sell out much faster. And it feels like, it felt like such a much more simple process back in the day. And it, when it gets too convoluted and complicated, I think that's where you lose someone like me. And I'm like, I'm just out. And a lot of these more recent things, uh, well, like with Uplay, especially Uplay and, and Ubisoft stuff, I was like, I just prayed. Can I just skip this at the beginning of the game? It's like, can I, I, don't, I, as long as I don't have to connect my account. Yes! That's a win for me. It feels so good. But then where games like, no, you must. I'm like, no! Or especially when EA was Origin. Man, that was the worst. Mm -hmm. I hated that stuff. And 
<laughs> yeah. Like, the thing, I hated it. The, the thing that's so funny about these pre-order bonuses and these, like, things that you get in your inventory, especially for something like Odyssey, where it's like the gear grind in that is so monumental and the difference between, you know, your first level and your last level are so significant, especially, like, past the DLC and everything, that I get into the game and it's like, okay, I have two ways my horse can look. <laughs> it can mm-hmm. literally wear you wearing nothing or the crazy, shiniest, most gilded nonsense you've ever seen in your entire life. And it just feels weird to be like, well, I'm off on my journey and wearing a horse that's like I'm retired <laughs> like we're done yeah. it's over <laughs> um, it's one thing like we, we go Spider-Man if you get some bonus it's just like a different skin but it's just like it's clearly it's strange to just you know, start these things with clearly like some sign of progress that you have not earned whatsoever um, nothing beats the Japanese Club Nintendo from back in yeah. the day though yeah we would you know since uh, uh, you know Nintendo World Report we used to import a lot of games for coverage you know and so um i think there was a guy who was either in japan or connected to japan or whatever but basically everyone would give the codes to him <laughs> and the points would accumulate and then we, yeah and then we would get cool stuff and some you know some of that stuff like soundtracks then you know we would just share it share it around so the coin keeper yeah yeah i feel like they had a lot of special to... edition stuff there oh my gosh yes they did I honestly think it's more just evolving with times as well. Any a, a, a next gen, start of a new gen is a good time to try and like take the mm-hmm. feedback from the past few years. And be like, this wasn't working. Let's maybe ditch this. Let's go with that. I mean, we're talking about older stuff. I mean, at one point, Nintendo and Sony both had like official forums for discussion. It was like you know a big place for the community to be. <clears throat> right. And both of them are like, eh. Now that's only support forums. You got a technical issue, you can come here, but go go because. People made their own sites, and then like Twitter took off, and then like YouTube. And I was like, everyone goes there, so why would we don't need this anymore? This is like a, this is a little archaic. PlayStation has the groups, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I haven't, you know, scanned the messages in our PlayStation group for some time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those are naughty Bloodworth. Uh, and for the timeline, in case people are curious, Ubisoft Connect Experience will launch on Windows, PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch, and be available on Xbox Series X and S on November 10th, and PlayStation 5 on November 15th. The service will also come to Stadia, NVIDIA, GeForce Now, and Amazon Luna. Luna. Yeah. Brad, oh, do you I know what that Amazon... existed. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Brad, do you even know what that is? Have you... Did you catch that yeah, announcement like when it happened? Yeah, it's like their cloud gaming thing, is their Stadia, it? yeah. 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 Hooray. What in the beta, like, yesterday or today. <laughs> Hooray! Yay! Um, yeah, check it out. Yeah, what are, what are they saying? Well, maybe it'll be uh, better. Konami put like the Contra collection on Luna right away too. That was funny. Um, huh. Yeah, that was two days ago that Luna early access started. Contra. I mean, I brought it up recently. I don't know if we recorded a lot of things lately. I don't know if it was even on this very podcast, but uh, that Immortals demos on Stadia. Yeah. And I played, I mean, that's fun. I played that today. And it's actually that's weird. A, a per- it's only on there. Uh, it is Why only is on Stadia for a week. And then you can't it, mine the files, dude. Right. Oh, you're right. And it's one. its own, totally its own thing. It's not even what you played, Damiani, because it's, it's you can only do two islands. It's just two islands right next to each other. And you can't go past that. It's like, they, they I think they moved it away <laughs> from like the rest of the map. So they put a lot of effort into that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I honestly, I expect... Uh, more demos to do this kind of thing even if they don't use stadia it's going to be yeah. you know they're seeing success with preview events and i i think we're just going to see more and more of that because there have been so many problems that have occurred due to demos over the years man with open world games i feel like i gotta like you know 
uh, watch what I eat and just every Ubisoft game is just this huge buffet it's like oh god mm-hmm. I just uh, playing Immortals five minutes I'm like oh no the first time I'm like oh look at things I can harvest I'm like it's a demo what am I doing <laughs> what is, yeah. am I picking up blueberries <laughs> what let's get on with it this week Devolver Digital bought Crow Team which makes serious Sam um, yeah Devolver Talos principle. Talos Devolver principle yeah. oh yes um, just one of those Talos principles, though. They've made five Serious Sams, it appears. Um, VR Talos principle is a little different, I think. Oh, I'm sure. I could be oh. wrong. And I do not recall, first of all, developer digital going on an acquiring spree. Have they picked really up a lot of things that recently? Either. Uh, they were no, originally I, publishing Serious Sam for Just publishing, yeah. And they were already publishing protein stuff, I believe. Yeah. They yeah currently publishing Serious Sam four and uh, there's some interesting rumors about stuff that uh, Crow Team is working on but uh, let's do a little mini retrospective on Crow Team going back oh. to 1994 where they made mm. Football Glory for the Amiga and MS DOS hell yeah wow 1995 Save the Earth for just the Amiga exclusive in 1998 Five Aside Soccer for the MS DOS humble beginnings but then uh, kicking ass with Serious Sam the first encounter in what year. 1998, Five Aside Soccer came out. When did they launch Serious Sam, The First Encounter? Nay. Not the 20th century. Pish. 2001. Really? On Windows and Xbox. I remember people playing it before then. Xbox in 2002. And it only took a year for Second Encounter. One year later in 2000. Yeah, so 2001 and 2002 later, uh, Second Encounter launched. Took a couple more years for Serious Sam 2, which also came out of Windows and Xbox. So these are exclusive to Xbox, which I did not know uh, for Serious Sam 2 in 2005. Took a little bit longer for Serious Sam 3, BFE, Windows, Xbox 360, and now finally on PlayStation 3. Uh, so yes, four Serious Sam games, even though the 2011 version was Serious Sam 3. And then a sharp turn for the Talos Principle in 2014. Yeah. Uh, Bloodworth, if you followed any documentation where they explained what in the world happened there, where they <laughs> changed between these two games, they actually stylistically do have things in common. You know, large oh, yeah. grass Very fields and work, yeah. you know, like lots of <laughs> lots of yellow palettes, and um, but uh, which leads us to kind of what they're working on now: Serious Sam Four coming out this year, Talos Principle Two, heavily rumored, and an original IP from Crow Team and the Crow Team Incubator Studios. Question mark. Interesting. Hmm. Um, um, well, Serious Sam 4 has been out for a few weeks, uh, but... Boom. Sorry, do yeah, your comment. I think... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder, I wonder how well that has done. I wonder how well that team is doing. So I could see Devolver Digital buying them just for the assist of, like, hey, you know, like, COVID world sucks right now. Well you know make sure that you don't go under mm-hmm. but i don't know that's a pure 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 speculation it's pure I have a good speculation yeah. working relationship with each other my yeah my side of the speculation is kind of a chicken and the egg thing like did they start you know come into publish series sam 4 and then during that process you know kind of scout them out as, as something that would potentially make sense for Devolver digital or was that always kind of a part of the you know the acquisition was them publishing series sam 4 um, right and just kind of, you know, both sides of this thing, Damiani. If you are, if you were Crow Team, is it smart to to partner up with Devolver? Are they in a good position to to handle that right now for for Crow Team's future? I mean, they've been doing a pretty good job the last few years. I mean, 
as a publisher. I mean, I think they have a very good track record, and they <laughs> they have ver- they have they have a diverse profile of games that they publish out there. So I think they have shown that they know how to handle a bunch of different types of games and uh, have you know have games that have become very successful. <laughs> and I think that you know difficult times it's it's good to go with someone who has a proven track record and it I, I i i think it's a smart move i mean i don't see anything wrong with it honestly and on the other side your devolver digital how much value does crow team have um i mean i i think i i i think i think it's more it's more about them building again their portfolio i think it's more about them trying to show that they can do more they can do bigger i think they're thinking big after uh with uh with uh fall guys the, they were the publisher on that right um, yeah mm-hmm. like, yeah so they, they've seen that like one that, that they have i mean they weren't the ones who made the game but it's like hey we we now have a big hit under us and let's start now we, we're, we're requiring studios so it's like hey we're making a power play here. Maybe this is our time. Like strike while the iron is hot. I, I mean, that'd be my best guess about what they're thinking right. is. And if I was them, it's like do this. Like pick up someone like Serious Sam. Good, for, you know, great franchise. Uh, Talus Principle. You know, great. You know, critically acclaimed the game with you know. And we got a sequel coming out. We got we just had another Serious Sam come out. I mean, we're having them work on another project. Like they're 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 pumping out games. So like they're reliable on their end as well. So I, I think it's a, uh, and also you maybe want to start small. I don't know if Devolver owns anyone else. I'm sorry if they own someone bigger than the, this, but if not, or even if they do, maybe they're just trying to, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Start off with something, you know, that you can manage and handle, learn the lessons from that, and maybe they have their eyes set on a bigger fish in the future. Um, yeah, hard to say. It's just for these things, I think. I did, Crow Team does not strike me as a company that was looking to be purchased, and Devolver Digital did not strike me as somebody who would be welcoming in, um, yeah. specifically this company, you mm-hmm. know, following what uh, what Crow Team has on deck. It's just the, again those two big question marks. The team, all but certain, again they they were the ones you know quoting that uh, um, original IP and Talos Principle Two seems kind of like all but a lock, which is fun. Sometimes for indie games, they tend to be um, just solo experiences, just that thing. But um, uh, very interested to see what they got. In the future, also this week, here's a quick rundown of headlines we're not going to dive into, unless you want to. If any of these strike you in your heart and you want to talk about them, we shall. Um, we don't have to talk about this, but I always love it when somebody sues EA. Two people in Canada have had enough and are suing EA over their, quote, unlicensed illegal gaming system. You know, that thing they got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. Good luck, those two people. Uh, Kara Ellison, a narrative designer, has also left Bloodlines 2 for Armello Dev League of Geeks. Whoa. That's a win for Armello. A win for Armello. For, for them, yeah. Something sad about But again, when we talked about the previous narrative designers uh, leaving Bloodlines 2, it came with a big question of like how much at this point did they have to do this might be mm-hmm. something where you know somebody's just like my job's not as interesting as it used to be there you know it's kind of more on the development side um if it's like hey we lost those two people why not <laughs> you know i wonder if kara is just kind of looking around the office like what am i still doing here uh, but who knows uh pac-man mega tunnel battle announced a battle royale coming to stadia november 17th stadia so hot battle royale right i missed now. that part i knew there was a pac-man game coming to stadia uh, i didn't know it was a battle, battle royale, royale. Fun, fun new yeah. pac-man games recently actually uh master chief collection getting upgraded to play at 120 fps on xbox series x and s 
Uh, following an update to the iPhone Xbox app, you can now remotely play Xbox games. Kinda. It's a little messy. Um, mm-hmm. They're definitely looking for that workaround, but uh, I guess the, the baby steps have begun. Uh, Fortnite, along with the big fun Halloween event that they're having, the Huber Diggs, uh, is the newest game to make its file size smaller through a recent update. It's all the rage. Keep doing that. Keep doing that for good stuff. Ben wasn't sure what was funny about this, Damiani, but I offered two different possibilities for Minecraft Steve holding his meat in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. To me, the funnier option is if they actually changed it, which meant that Nintendo did have a problem, and that Nintendo at one point had a penis meeting. They did. They removed Minecraft Steve's offensive pose. He's just standing there now, both hands at his side, no longer holding, uh, you know, an item from the game. Food. Food. Man. Yeah. Sakurai reworked all those levels to account for the blocks and everything, but didn't look at the windscreen for some reason. Didn't know. They should. They should have changed the windscreen. It was just the framing. Didn't have a problem. Just change the windscreen. It's 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 just (laughs) this. It's the whole Earth's varied response to sexuality. Damiani. Japan's got their own take on it. The UK's got their own take on it. The US, obviously, we're very sheltered. Yeah, we're not, we people see something we so much they just don't see. They don't see what everyone else sees. I think it was just like right. no one outside that bubble saw that because they can be secretive with it. Yep. So the, I think no one outside the development team and the PR team knew it. Like, oh, this looks perfectly fine. And then first person who sees it when we see it, like, how did you miss this? Dude? Like, yeah. Sometimes it's just, yeah. Should have uh, kept it, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Avengers delayed Kate Bishop and the next-gen versions of the game, but there was a worry that I had, because I'm always just a pessimist in these regards for games that I'm invested in as much as Avengers, but apparently the next-gen thing is going to be fine. It's not, it's not the next-gen official versions of those games are not coming until next year. You'll still be able to play the PS4 and right. Xbox One versions on the new consoles, which will, I, I would, you know, they want to say run better. I will say run a- appropriately. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, Kate Bishop, obviously, and then uh, Hawkeye after that. Let it cook. Part of Disco Elysium has been ported to Game Boy. Didn't do any more research on that. That was an hmm. Ian Hank joint. Dropped Weird. that in Slack. Nice. Um, unskippable ads in NBA 2K, returning in NBA 2K1. We already talked about that. Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle, and Full Throttle Remastered coming to Game Pass. Very nice. Cool. nice. Um, sadly, on the other end of the spectrum, apparently you cannot download PT to a PlayStation 5. I would not have assumed you could do so, but I guess yeah. that was finally yeah, confirmed. I'm, I'm still curious, though, because if you can just like port your hard drive over from one to the other, uh, whether it will transfer then or if that's more of not really taking the information and just like taking the licenses and like oh you have that okay we'll download it okay you have that you you know so i, I don't know how that process is actually Man, going to work yeah yeah that'll be interesting darkest dungeon 2 will launch in 2021 i think we knew that was nice. soon but officially they, they, they put a date on it gary witta and greg miller visited joe biden's animal crossing island which was okay you got the dream oh, code to go check it out. Been a lot of not, he's, he's not liking Biden. Yeah. Not, not liking that. <laughs> I, I would, yeah, that's blood. That's an excellent review. Is that like yeah, I've seen better? You know, it's like I've seen, I've seen some more people. Yeah, I've seen better. You know. Uh, and speaking of, you know, politics and games, you gotta love it. AOC, aka Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, streamed Among Us for f- over four hundred thirty thousand. I think it was four thirty eight. Almost got to four forty. Four hundred thirty thousand people on Twitch. Watched her kill and be killed in Among Us uh, with a couple other uh, famous YouTubers. The original Fire Emblem finally coming to the U.S. on Switch. The OG, the original. Cool. Very cool. Uh, tempting, man. I don't know. I can't tell if the Fire Emblem fans, fans amongst the allies will be upset or happy with me if like, that's the first Fire Emblem that I play. <laughs> this weird old version. Hey, man, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever gets you in. Yeah, whatever starts you on it. 
And uh, as divisive as you would probably expect, uh, the world got to see their first look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in the new Uncharted movie. Some people like it. Some people are confused. Um, some but, people uh, thought it was a watch ad. Some people thought it was a watch ad. Nolan North apparently went to set. We got to see the two of them together. And it's a, how do you hate Tom Holland? It's tough. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. Big shoes to fill, Would man. Would you say no? Would you say no? I would say no to that role. It is time for Love and Respect. Love, love and, and respect. respect. From Willow Pingree, my dear allies, here's a submission for you to blast the limbs off of. Seeing Ben's Dead Space playthrough this past week, it got me thinking about what a great series it once was. Such a downer that it ended with a bit of a sour note, with sales of Dead Space 3 below expectations and mixed to negative reactions to it. However, we all know the most tragic thing about the series is the shutdown of Visceral Studios, seemingly burying it indefinitely. As someone who loves the Dead Space franchise so dearly, this came as a pretty crushing blow, but I continued maintaining the slightest of hopes that the series may return. That being said, my question to all of you is this. Should Dead Space ever return, what would you love to see? A sequel? A remake or remasters of all three games? Having the series being helmed by a new studio? As an avid lover of Dead Space and horror games in general, I long for nothing more than to return to being chased by and eventually brutalizing necromorphs in an all-new journey through the vast, cold and brutal atmosphere of a derelict, body-filled spaceship. Love and respect, Willow. I would love a remaster. Be great to have those, at least the first two. At least the really first like, two. I don't like three, really. What, what a what a, what a insulting so line in the on, sand to draw. Huber. Yeah, if it was just one I and two. I bailed on Huber in that game, and I played through Kane Lynch one and two with him. <laughs> I bailed on Dead Space 3. Why does Kane and Lynch always come as the barometer of, like... Because it, everyone knows it sucks. A backlash, yeah, for Dead Space but 3. if it came back, Jones, I'd want it to be a reboot. I think it's been mm. long enough that they can re reimagine it. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, I want it to be horror still. Yeah, like that, keep the vibes, but like we don't yeah. need we don't need the lore. I don't need to continue exactly. the story. Yeah, we can do new things with point. it. Yeah, no one gives a shit about the story after three. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd so, be fun. I think you could. Uh, I'm sorry, Damiani. I was say with the studio gone too, it's like yeah, you need to start. You need to start it again. Like even like something as grand as a, a blue point ground up visual overhaul of the first game would like be nice, but at the same time, it's that studio's not around. It kind of sucks, you know. Just just cut that cut that trilogy loose and and move on and make something new. Did any of y'all see either of the Alice in Wonderland movies that came out? I saw the first one. I forgot yeah, I there was a second one. I saw both. Um, the first one is the correct answer there. If you're going to check out one, no. at least. Um, yeah. But the one of the things I liked about that movie was that I couldn't tell, and they didn't really say, like, what's going on? Like, going into it, I'm like, is this a sequel? Is this a remake? Is this a retelling? Is this a prequel? Is this in another dimension? Do they both coexist? What the hell's happening? That would kind of be a fun Dead Space remaster, if like, or a remake, if they're like, oh, yeah, we're telling you a brand new thing. And then you get into it, and it's like, wait. Is this after the events? It's still or connected. What? Like, it doesn't need to be, but if you're so dug in, if you're Huber and you've played Dead You'll Space 2 things. 40 times, hmm. you know, you're a like, bad idea, wait Jones, a minute. Because it's like new character names. It can kind of exist in both. Because that, you yeah. know, it's like you think Same of like event, event Horizon. Those are like two totally separate stories. Like yeah. the, the ship originally and then the ship that found it later. I mean, Dead Space kind of has some flaws with its premise, too, that make it difficult for sequels, right? Because... Part of the idea with a lot of your weapons is just being um, work you know, tools, just being innovative, and just like using the tools that you have at hand, 
And, you know, that works great for a first game. But, you know, if you're four games in and you're just, like, picking up a screwdriver and turning it into a weapon, like, maybe it's time to invest in some real weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so... Um, yeah, but it's... Yeah, it, it's it's a crazy... It's a crazy world. Um, I also think that the... What, like, cutting off their limbs instead of getting headshots was... You know, it's a neat twist, but it's also how long does that still feel fresh? What do you need to do moving forward to make these things feel more threatening? So, yeah. From Michelle Jackson. Hello, allies. I made up this game a long time ago and just remembered it, so I thought I'd send it along. I like the backstory. Uh, I'm going to provide two names, and I want the panel to guess which one is a K-pop group and which is a DS game. So I guess you can call it K-pop or DS or something like that. Love and respect. Love it. Round right one. Twitch is like releasing new stuff for mm-hmm. K-pop celebrations. Round one. Soul Bubbles versus Rubber Soul. Which is which? Soul Bubbles is a DS game. All right, I'll go with the other I'm one. I'm trusting Blower Thumb, this Tendo expert. Yeah? You're going to go with Blower? go opposite. Oh, you're going opposite, are you, Damiani? Well, you're wrong, Damiani. Uh, The Rubber Soul is the K-pop band. Rubber Soul is a two-woman hip-hop group, which debuted in 2015. You can go pick up DS, the Soul Bubbles for the DS, if you would like. Round two, Five Treasure Island versus Dolphin Island. Dolphin Island's got to be... Oh, shit. (laughs) Five Treasure (laughs) Island. Dolphin Island. That's K-pop, dude. Dolphin Island. I think I'm going with Brad. Yeah, Dolphin Island's DS. Brad's got it. Five yeah. Treasure Island is a five-member rock band which debuted in 2007, abbreviated as FT five Island. Members. What a hilariously awesome name. And uh, you can go get that Dolphin Island on the DS. It's a marine zune simulator developed by Ubisoft, released in 2009. Yes, Ubisoft makes all those crappy shit. <laughs> made all the pet ones, oh, too, right? So many ones, yeah. All, all the all the Nintendogs clones. So yeah, it's like, yeah, Pets, like you just put babies. a Z at the end of a, an animal's name. Round three, Nanostray versus Neo Culture Technology. You don't know Nanostray? Well, Nanostray is a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. What are you? I'm, I'm the one. Do I'm the moderator, man? What are you insulting me through? What? <laughs> what? Uh, this is my, my aloof attitude. Is so you don't know <laughs> which. Blood come on, you know, I'm pretty sure. What the hell, man? Not amused right there. Whoa, sorry. Round three, we're canceling round three. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about Neo Culture Technology. A boy band with unlimited members, It's Complicated, which debuted what? in 2016. It might be a, uh, what is the... They just funnel them in the Latin, out? What's the Latin band? Like the original version of this. Mm. Damn it. That'll be a correction for next week. Menudo, I think. It's something that they recast it. It's like, imagine Backstreet Boys, but it was literally like a new five five new guys. Like yeah. Every like okay. four years. There's some. That's uh, weird. There's some Latino group that uh, that does that. Um, it's like the, the Mickey Mouse Club. They just they keep coming back. Oh, sure. Uh, and Nano Stray is a vertical scrolling shooter, which Daniel Bloodworth is very passionate about, developed by Shinren Multimedia and released in 2005. Shinren. Shinren, sorry. I was going to say Shinra. Yeah. Yeah, Shinra. Pop Town versus Mad Town. Whoa, Pop what was Town? the first one? Pop Town Pop versus well, Mad Town. Well, Mad Town's the, the K-pop group. Mm. Yeah. Confident? Yeah. All right. Seven members in that Madtown K-pop group, which was active between 2014 and 2017. Michelle doesn't let us know what happened. Something happened in 2017. They, they called oh, it quits. Shit. Something was said. Oh, Poptown, no. which is totally this is the curveball answer. You would think Poptown would be the pop group. Rhythm game developed by Hune X, released in 2009. 
on that DS there. Two more. Wait. Lost. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought I recognized the name. Never mind. Keep going. Here's a name I recognize. Lost in Blue versus Codename Blue. Yeah, Lost in Blue is great. Oh. Lost in Blue is a classic. Didn't play it. Was tempted to. Dude, this game. You don't bring this game when blood and Damien are on the panel, man. <laughs> no, yeah, They're just like blood, laughing blood. at every Anything question. Was, yeah, oh, come on. Everyone knows that. Yeah. 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 I'm at, my, my wife played a fair amount of Lost in Blue, so yeah. And there was a sequel to that, wasn't well, there, yeah. too? Yeah, Lost in Blue 2. Hmm? Still uh, Lost in Codename Blue. Blue, though, four-member rock band, debuted in 2009, abbreviated as CN Blue, all caps. No no mm, of course. periods there. In case you were wondering, where, where was it? The FT Island, F period, T period Island. But CN Blue, all one word. In case you're taking notes, Lost in Blue, survival sandbox game from Konami, released in 2005. I would have should have asked Bloodworth when that came out. He was so sure of himself. Round six and final round... Finn Killing Liberty or Freedom Wings? Finn Killing Liberty or Freedom Wings? That's, I'm going to say that's K-pop, dude. Which one? That's a ridiculous, the first one. Yeah. Finn Killing Liberty. That Freedom is ridiculous. Wings sounds familiar, but I can't place it. And it is K-pop. Four-member girl yep. group active from 1998 to 2005, abbreviated as Finn KL. Uh, Freedom Wings was on the DS, flight simulator developed by Taito, released in 2006. Taito. Thank you, Michelle. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Samuel Smith has a question. Hi, allies. Quick question for you. Is Godfall the knack of this generation? If so, will Hubert be reviewing it? P.S. Brad is right. Candy corn is gross. So there's a lot to unpack there. Godfall's not even out yet. First of all. The knack of this generation. Well, are we are we at the position with knack that we were now in the PS4 generation? I don't generation? know what you guys are at your position with Brad, knack Brad, you were there, before. right? You Wait, were the, the on gen what? that was? Yeah. Yeah. So you remember where we got to in, in this knack discussion. Huber yeah. excited. Then talking them off right. the ledge? But then I'm talking about a five. I'm talking about a oh, five, five, and I feel nothing is what sure. I feel about God. I feel nothing? Yeah, I maybe. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. I feel nothing. But the thing is, that is how Godfall is it? The gameplay could be fun. It could be. I'm not betting on it, but it could be. It's like a punk rock anthem. I'm, I'm willing to give it a <laughs> shot, baby. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. It's nothing. Yeah. Um, is Huber reviewing Godfall? Are we promising Godfall? a Godfall? No, Brad's no, spoken I'm the one. He's spoken up for like 12 games now. So. Yeah, that's right. No one wanted yeah. to touch it, so I was like, fine. We just had a scheduling meeting. Everyone's like, hey, Brad, can you help me work up? No, <laughs> no, I'll play Godfall. Too many damn games coming up. There you go. Also, candy corn is d d delicious. I don't know what candy corn sucks. Oh no, the candy corn's coming. Speaking of candy oh, corn around oh, Brandon Jones. <laughs> yeah, mustache, there dude. There we go. <laughs> the That's hilarious. Is <laughs> That's good. I'm eating candy corn while we're recording this podcast. I'm eating candy corn while we're cutting this podcast. I'm eating candy corn while I'm uploading this podcast. You don't need to eat anymore while we're recording. That that definitely has not been happening. <laughs> this one right here, I shouldn't eat this one? No. Just do it, dude. I'll leave it right there. <laughs> if I get final word, my final word will be oh, candy corn. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Fingers crossed. Jerry Young. Hi, allies. As someone who's never been to the looter who's never been into the looter destiny style game, I was shocked to find myself coming back to Ghost of Tsushima Legends over and over. The gameplay, impactful loot and upgrades, mix of modes have all been a lot of fun to dive into. To me, the most amazing part of it is that it's a free update to a single player game. I know the scale is much different, but when compared to things like Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, Anthem, even Avengers, is there anything to be taken from Legends when compared to other looter games? Love and respect, Jerry. It's not really like a headline uh, this game, but like I don't want to talk about this because I, I will touched say, it yet. as someone who's played both or a lot of the multiplayer, it's very different from the campaign. 
which I think mm-hmm. helps. It introduces a lot of different mechanics that are completely not or completely absent from the main campaign. So I think it brings something new instead of just kind of doing the same. Like when you do Avengers Jones, you know, it's like, oh, I did this kind of stuff oh. for the game. Oh, I know. <laughs> but in yeah. this, it's like I didn't do anything like this mm-hmm. in the main game. And do, Interesting. Do you get like kind of like a Blood Dragon vibe from it, Brad? Like, do you think it's good for developers to kind of get a chance to experience something weird, you know, and do something strange. Yeah, sure. Strange oh, they do weird shit. it's like, hey, this, sky's yeah. the limit, you know, go. Yeah, they do some weird stuff, and I think they had fun being able to do a lot of that crazy stuff. Blood, was it previously on the podcast where we talked about that Deus Ex weird shooter? You all It was the crystal people running around that you were shooting. What was that oh, thing? Oh, yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah, so yeah. that's like a bad example of this. What happened? What, you know, like, I know you haven't checked out Legends yet, but. Um, I mean, I think it's, I mean, like, on the surface, you know, without knowing the backstory, uh, the full backstory at least. I mean, it feels like the Deus Ex thing was, you know, publisher decides they need to quote unquote add more value to the back of the box. And hey, you know, why don't we make a competitive thing with this? Right. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch was like, hey, this would be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Again, which is why I'm, it feels like something the devs like had a blast working on. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, it's super like standalone, weird. It's own kind of weird, crazy thing. And I'd even go to so far as to say that like Deus Ex probably looks the way it does because like we don't got time to make a whole bunch of levels for this. Crap. <laughs> sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Simplified you know? art style, yeah. Just, yeah, just put polygons on the wall. Okay. Big bold colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. When did Super Hot come out compared to that mode? I wonder. <laughs> <It's kind laughs> similar vibes. One's red. One's purple. It is time for bets. Next week's bet. Transformers Battlegrounds launches tomorrow, October 23rd. Could be the day you're listening to this podcast. Could be two days before you're listening to this podcast. But I want to know, by this time next week, where will Optimus Prime rank on Google Trends? Uh, There was a little bit of a confusion. We were specifically searching for worldwide on Google Trends last seven days. Uh, According to the where we were... Recording this podcast before we started, 67 was his rank. He was at 70 last week. Um, so I'm dipping a little bit, that Optimus Prime. Damiati, what do you think? Where's he going? I'm going to go with 85. Ooh, okay. Oh, shit. Brad Ellis. Uh, 77. Okay. Mm. Daniel Bloodworth. I got wedged in. 82. 82. 68. I got the low. Oh, Joe. Disrespect. I'm just saying that that's up. I mean, that's, uh, you know. Yeah. He's higher. I just wanted to. Yeah. I mean, the graph on this. a closer there. It's prime, Jones. Come on. It was just like a wave, man. It was just constant up and down for the past seven days. Uh, but we will see. Honestly, didn't even research. I, mean, I believe he's in Battlegrounds, but I did not confirm. Um, he has so. to be. But the, yeah, the Transformers boat usually lifts all of the collective brands. Last week's bet, Amnesia Rebirth, launched on October 20th. I was curious, once I begin a new game, how long until I hear someone speak? Daniel Bloodworth bet 8 seconds, Brad Ellis bet 15 seconds, Ben Moore bet 3 seconds, and I undercut Ben at 2 seconds. Here's the thing about this game. This game goes through a uh, a little text screen that says, like, hey, pay, you know, pay attention to stuff that's happening, and then it loads. <laughs> then it has a loading bar, and then it actually begins the game. That game begins in darkness, 
and before darkness ends, you hear a voice. So it's like zero seconds, basically. Oh, okay. Um, there is a moment again before that, but it's 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 like a text thing, and again, there's like another screen that you have to go through beforehand. So it's like there's no time. You could skip that if you want. Like there's no time, you know, set. Hmm. It's not like watching a video for that first part. Right. Um, so um, undercutting Ben Moore, that gives me the win at two seconds. Um, there is a moment is the first line of dialogue during Black before you see anything else. Edging our scores up, but placing the Jovial Penguins at 14. Wah, wah. And the Astonished Scorpions at 12. <gasps> Feeling good about that. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. <gasps> it's a party! Yeah. I don't know if you could tell, if you could feel the general energy in all of these four collective rooms right now. But right now we are having a party on Patreon. And the thing that's cool, you can be a part of it right now. We're doing a big fun live stream this weekend. But even if you just check this out and you're like, wait a minute, it's like Tuesday and I'm watching, checking out this week's episode, you can still go back and you can check all of that bonus stuff. You can go to our YouTube page. But if you go to Patreon for just a dollar, you get a bunch of new exclusive shows for bigger tiers past that. Uh, there are lots of bonuses. You can go back and see the various posts and are scheduled to learn what you can get at those respective tiers. Shout out to yeah. Daniel Bloodworth who organized all of that stuff. There's a tag, featured tag at the top of Patreon that just says Patreon Party. You can just click on that. You can see everything. And uh, our Patreon's getting a nice little, nice little shot in the arm. We're having a good month. Uh, thank you to everybody that is supporting us, especially thank you to our shout out tier. 250 bucks at this tier, tip top tier, patreon.com slash easy allies. We're all going to shout them out in unison. Michael Damiani's going to kick us off. I'm going after Damiani. Blood, my teammates, going after me. And Brad, bringing up the rear. Shout out to Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, and Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out. Shout out. Nice. I get to close out this podcast. I get to promote an Easy Allies video I'd like to promote. I get the final word on anything I disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into my head. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign-off. Let's get that taken care of right away. I, I might have known I was going to win when I said that. I might have known. I'm playing that game, waiting in darkness, being like, come on, come on, say something. I am going to recommend for my video that you watch our Halloween stream next week. So we do have the patron party, which is awesome, and it's going on right now, but not a part of the patron party, is every Halloween, or at least the group stream before Halloween, we get together, we play spooky games. We're going to be doing an extended group stream, four hours? Yes, five to nine, instead of our usual... five hours. Five hours? Four okay. to nine. Four to nine. Yep. Uh, instead of our usual two hour from six to eight, twitch.tv slash easyallies. Uh, and we're going to be playing lots of fun spooky games. A lot of spooky stuff we have not streamed before. Um, and I just, I love the season so. I'm very much looking forward to that. Cheers! I can't put no ad on no loading screen because the loading screen's gone. Yeah, man.